following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, fathers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, fathers, let's go down, down in the river to As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, mothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, mothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sinners, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sinners, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me the way. If I cannot be delivered from the law of sin and death, then there is no gospel. If I cannot be delivered from the law of sin and death, then there is no gospel. Gospel means good news. Is it good news to you that you're going to have to live the rest of your life without victory over darkness? You're going to be ravished by the devil at his will? Is it good news to you that you're always going to be stressed out? That you're always going to be struggling? Is it good news to you that there is no victory now in Jesus Christ? I tell you plainly, 
I have been released from the law of sin and death, and I now live under the law of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The Gospel teaches that I can be released from the law of sin and death and walk in absolute victory day after day. And if I do not walk in absolute victory in Jesus Christ by the power of his blood, it's because I am stubborn and hard-hearted and narrow-minded and refuse the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you may today be very religious. But if you're religious, you are not saved. You can live according to the tree of the knowledge of good and be a Christian, so-called, and not be saved. You must make the transition from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to the tree of life. Only the tree of life, only Jesus Christ, will give to us what is necessary of the Holy Spirit that we can be released by crucifixion from the law of sin and death. Now, many Christians today, major ministries, Christianity Today, the popular evangelical magazine wants to claim that you must always walk in Romans 7. Romans 7 is not for the Christian. It's for the person who is walking in legalism under the law of sin and death and must cry out, Who will deliver me from this body of death? And Paul gives the answer. Christ Jesus our Lord. There is no gospel if you are living under the law of sin and death. There's no good news. Don't tell me that I'm covered by this blanket called grace and that somehow that takes the place of my having the victory over all sin. What a, what a wicked lie. Now, let's go to Jesus. Before we go back to our passage in Romans, the eighth chapter, let's go to Jesus. And I want to look with you at some passages of Scripture, and I want to look in context. I want us to catch what Jesus is talking about. In chapter 13, now, certain ones were present at the same time, telling him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate mingled with their sacrifices. And having answered, Jesus said to them, Are you thinking that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they've suffered such things? I tell you, by no means. But if you may not repent, you will all likewise self-destruct. Of those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, are you thinking that these men became debtors above all men 
dwelling in Jerusalem? I tell you, by no means. But if you may not repent, you will all likewise self-destruct. Now, the context of this passage is Jesus saying, I came to send fire upon the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how, and, and how I am hard-pressed until that may be finished. Jesus knew he had a baptism of fire to undergo, a crucifixion to go through. Are you thinking that I came to bring peace on the earth? This is chapter 12. I tell you by no means, but rather division. For from now on there will be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son and daughter, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Well, what brings this division? The gospel of Jesus Christ? The gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not cheap grace. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings division. Now, if I can simply say, I accept Jesus, and now I will receive all of the wonderful benefits that he has for me, that will not cause my family to separate from me. They'll be happy that I'm receiving these wonderful benefits, and they'd like a share of my benefits. That's not what's going on here. Rather, Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring division. Why division? Because when a man or a woman is crucified with Christ Jesus, they become a radically new person. They don't operate by the same values. They no longer treasure money. They no longer seek the entertainment. They no longer sit down with the family to watch the wicked things on television. They no longer go to the places that pagan people go to and many false Christians go to. They're not interested in darkness. They're totally sold out for the light. They have been crucified with Christ. They are new creatures in Christ Jesus. They're not the same old, same old. So back in chapter 13, verse 20, he said to them, To what will I compare the kingdom of God? It's like leaven, which a woman, having taken, hid in three measures of wheat flour until all was leavened. In other words, when the gospel of Jesus Christ comes into your life, a process is begun to remove you from the law of sin and death and transfer you to the law of the Holy Spirit. The only means by which I can be transferred, according to the Apostle Paul in Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse 14, indeed, as for me to glory should never be except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which 
to me the world has been crucified, and I to the world. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. A person who receives the good news of Jesus Christ is transferred out of the law of sin and death and into the law of life in the spirit. (coughs) It's a total transformation. Now, I want to continue here for a moment. The people who are listening to Jesus teach them. They're not obtuse. They catch on very quickly to what Jesus is saying. Jesus is very clearly saying, look, it's not easy to be saved. It's not a cakewalk down the aisle. It's not just saying, okay, thank you very much. I accept you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. No, no. Now, the question is not, do I love Jesus? It's, will Jesus accept me? And the only way Jesus can accept me is if I am crucified with him. If my life is gone, it's over. Where I finally say, I divorce you, sin. I divorce you, devil. I'm done with you. I'm out of here. I belong to Jesus. I am totally given to him. My time, what I watch, where I go. My greatest interest is in reading the scriptures and prayer and fasting. My greatest interest is in reaching out to those who are still under the law of sin and death. I become a totally different person. Now, notice what Jesus says. This is Luke 13, verse 23. Then a certain man asked him, Lord, if the ones being saved are few? In other words, Jesus, are only a few people going to be saved? What you're talking about is so strange. Are only a few people going to be saved? And Jesus answers, You must be straining every nerve you must be straining every nerve to enter through the narrow gate that narrow gate it's a suffering gate you can only make the transition from the law of sin and death to the law of the Spirit through suffering. There is no other way to enter the kingdom of God but by suffering, the suffering gate. Why is it a suffering gate? Because it's too narrow to take your life through with you. It's too narrow to take your luggage through. You can't take your stuff with you. You can't take your ambition with you. It's too narrow. You can't take your pride with you. It's too narrow. These are big things. 
You can't take your entertainment. Please, you cannot take your violent video games through that narrow gate. You cannot take your depression through. You cannot take your bitterness and anger through. No, those things require repentance. They require being cut from your life. So the suffering gate is a suffering gate because the human nature, the fallen nature, does not want to give up anything. We want to hang on to everything we have and everything we are and say thank you very much for the wonderful gift of eternal life and now I'm on my way and everything is fun and I'm hanging out with the world and I'm playing with darkness and I'm also going to church and I'm paying my tithe. I can hang out with Jesus and I can hang out at the club. Are you kidding me? You must be straining every nerve to enter through the narrow gate for many, I say to you, will seek to enter, but will not be able. In other words, there are many who very much want to go to heaven. But they're not going to make it. I know a lot of people like this. People that I love with all my heart. But they absolutely refuse to give up their pride. When I talk to them about it, they say, yes, I know I should, I know I should repent. I know I should humble my heart. I know I should stop talking to him this way. I know I should stop talking to her that way. I know I should stop. But pastor, I can't. I don't know how. Well, that's, that's an excuse. The how is very simple. It's not rocket science. The how is you give up your life. You renounce your life. You die to the sin of the law of death. You say, okay, I'm done with it. Jesus, you've seen the way this anger has flared out at people I love and people who make me angry as though anyone could make you angry. No one can make you angry except you. It's like on an elevator, 17 floors to the top floor. I get to choose which button I push. I have a curiosity button. I have a depression button. I have an anger button. I have a happy button. I have many different choices I can make in my life. I have an obedience button. I have a crucifixion button. I get to choose which floor I'll get off on. Well, if the restaurant is only on the 17th floor, you can get off at the 15th floor or the 16th floor, and you're going to go hungry. You'll not enter into the restaurant. You will not feast on the broken body of Jesus or drink his blood because you got off on the wrong floor. You choose where you're going. You're responsible for riding that elevator. Or you can go into the depths of the basement and into utter darkness, bitterness and anger and depression. and Oh, life is hard. Well, 
It's true, life is hard. Until it's not. Until you decide that you're going to enter through that narrow gate. And by the way, you don't always enter through the narrow gate. There is a life after the gate. So you don't always struggle with your sin. There is life after sin. There is joy and peace. I sat this morning with a a friend having a cup of coffee. It was a beautiful warm morning sitting outside on a bench under the under the shade of a tree talking about Jesus. I said how pleasant this is. How beautiful this is. No struggle. Jesus said to David in the 23rd Psalm I'll lead you to a green pasture to lie down. I'll prepare still water for you to drink. He said, I'm going to fill your cup with wine. It's going to overflow. I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Well, who are your enemies? My enemies are the old sins that want to come back into my life and take control of me. And Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a feast for you, and those old sins are not going to touch you. They are going to be scorned by you. And you are going to feast on the good things of the Lord at a table. You know what? Some men and some women just don't know what table to put their feet under. King Saul, at the end of his life, only knew to put his feet under the witch's table. And he feasted on the witch's food. And then he died. You know what I fear today more than anything? Is that some of you are feasting at the witch's table and you're going to die. You're feasting on the things of this world, on the delicacies of this world, the video, the internet, the porn. You're feasting on all the things that your flesh desire. But you're saying, oh, I'm a I'm a servant of the Most High God. Well, if you would ask Saul that night, are you a servant of God? Of course I'm a servant of God. I'm fighting for Israel, aren't I? Right, King Saul, but your feet are under the table of the devil. Not under the table of the Lord where King David would place his feet. I love King David. Because in spite of his sin, he knew how to turn and repent, and he then knew how to go and put his feet under the table of the Lord and feast on the wonderful good things of Jesus. But you can't feast on the table of the Lord until you've gone through the suffering gate, the crucifixion gate. So please, 
Could I just ask you to be completely honest with me today? Are you sitting at the devil's table? Is your heart being filled with the world, the flesh, and the devil? Are you fighting and bickering with your husband or your wife? Are you fighting and screaming and yelling and jerking your children? Are you having a fight with your co-workers or your boss? Are you trying to get revenge on somebody? Are you cheating at work? Are you stealing at work? Are you putting your feet under the table of the devil? And saying, oh, I'm a servant of the Most High God. I fight for Jesus. But your feet are under the devil's table and you will die. I'm very concerned for you today. There's been very little response except a dramatic drop in downloads over the last weeks as I have really begun to address these very difficult issues. Some people just don't want to hear it, so they turn me off. I'm trusting Jesus to bring them all back. Look, I have to raise these issues with you. If I don't, I'm not being faithful to Jesus in my commission. I'm very concerned that you are smiling and acting like you're happy on the outside and but you know in your inner secret world you're walking with your feet right to the table of the devil. And you've excused it. You'll go home after work and you'll sit in front of the television and drink in the wickedness and drink your alcohol and get drunk and go to bed drunk and get up to face another day with a hangover and feel miserable at work and complain to everybody, laugh and joke and then come home and do the same thing all over again. Why? What are you getting out of this? What does it profit you? What does sin profit you? What does the table of the devil give you that Jesus won't give you much more, way beyond your imagination? And some of you, you just on purpose deceive yourselves and confuse yourselves and and you'll call me and you'll say oh pastor i just i can't gain the victory i'm so i can't gain the victory you know why you can't gain the victory you love your sin you've made a path for so many years to the table of the devil you love your sin it's time to get a divorce from your sin write the devil a letter of divorce <clears throat> sign it Send it to him. Drop it in the offering plate next Sunday. Your pastor will be delighted to see your letter of divorce for the devil. And then make out a marriage certificate to Jesus. Put it in the offering plate. Let the preacher see it. I'm concerned about you. You know what, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to. If you know today that you are putting your feet under the devil's table and you want to stop 
and you need me to pray with you, would you call right now? The number is 877-534-0780. There's nothing that would please me more than to be able to pray with someone who has had their feet under the table of the devil. And you're saying now, I want to go put my feet under the table of Jesus. And you've not been able to gain the victory over the drugs or the alcohol or the sex or whatever the issue, fighting, bitterness, anger, rancor, video games. I don't care what the sin area is, what the feast is. The devil has many foods on his table, but it's all the devil's table. If you need me to pray with you, to release you from this despair and this sin, would you call right now? I just know there's someone who needs to call me, so I'm opening the phone lines. I have a great deal more I'm going to teach, but let's take a moment. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to stop teaching, because if I keep teaching, you won't call. Please call right now. If the Lord is prompting you, you can have the deliverance now today call 877-534-0780 i'm here i'm live you can get deliverance today do you want it some of you may have been walking halfway with jesus for many years but you know you've never really sold out and you've never really divorced the devil. Are you ready to do that today? Will you say, I will divorce the devil today and I will be crucified with Jesus Christ? 877 534 Mr. Producer, do we have any calls coming in? Hello, Mr. Producer, are you there? Kevin? Knock, knock, are you there? It sounds like our producer has perhaps taken a bathroom break. Good. Are there any phone calls coming in? Okay, is Brother Kevin on today or is this Jamal? Okay. Do you know how to put the phone calls on if they come in? Okay. The number is 877-534-0780. I'm waiting for you. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today and you know you need to be delivered from the law of sin and death that you could walk clean in Jesus that you could sit at that table with him call right now my name is Ray Greenley you're listening to Pilgrim's Progress I pastor the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. I'm waiting for you. I just know in the Spirit there's someone who's supposed to call. I'm waiting for you to call. 
I'm not going to move on quickly. I'm going to give you a chance to let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart and prompt you. Pastor, I don't know how to call a radio station. Just dial it and talk to me. 877-534-0780. And if necessary, I'll take the rest of the program and just talk with, with people who want to pray. I'm not in a hurry. This is why I'm on the air. This is your time. You know, I'm so I'm so concerned for you. I know some of you listening day by day have already done what I'm talking about and you're walking clean with Jesus and you love Jesus with all your heart and you have the victory over the flesh. You have the victory over the world and you have the victory over the devil and I rejoice in you. <clears throat> I praise God for you. But many of you listening are still half-hearted Christians. Not really sold out. You've not divorced the devil yet. I guess while we listen for that phone call, I'm not going to go on. Not quickly. I'm waiting for you. Holy Spirit told me there was someone who needed to make this decision. Will you make it? And let me invite you to go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. Good. Who's the call? Howard. Yep. Put him on. Howard, welcome. Hey, hi, Pastor Green. Um, just give him a call and um, break your radio. Just, just turn on the radio program. I'm just, just afraid from time to time. And, and uh, I want to respond to what you had mentioned about divorcing the devil and, you know, submitting fully my heart to the Lord. And something right there. Um, I've been, been putting it off for a long time. And, Today I've been on a heavy conviction about that, and just turn on the radio, and you know I listen to you from time to time. I haven't, haven't listened to you for about a, about a year, um, and you was on the subject, and so talking, it's talking to me. Let me call in and ask a prayer about that. That I fully um, submit, commit um, my heart to the Lord and divorce, divorce the devil. You know, yes. God loves me, and, I, and I'm aware of that. And to keep putting off for what? Um, yes, Howard. When I know he loves me, and Jesus died for my sin, and he wants to save me, and me to be a blessing and bless others, and have peace in my heart. So I'm calling in prayer. Howard, would you like to pray first and tell the devil you divorce him? Yes. Please do, and then I'm going to pray with you. Jesus, I'm so sorry that I've been putting off divorcing the devil, and today I'm, I, w- I, w- I want to do that, and I need your help through prayer. 
Um, the what the hell? Um, be mindful of what you've done for me on the cross, and that you love me so much, and want me to be saved, and feeling full of your spirit and, and peace in my heart. Yes. Pray that this day, in Jesus' name, that you give me the strength and this head father is, is listening to pray for me. Yes. Along with Pastor Community, that this day forward, I will divorce the devil, and if the devil comes to tempt me, that I will remember what I said to you this day. In Jesus' yes. name. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to ask all of you listening to this broadcast who are walking in Jesus, would you join together with me? Would you lift up your hand? And let's pray for Howard, the prayer of faith, that the Holy Spirit is going to come into his life today. And he's going to be changed. I know this is going yes. to happen. The Holy Spirit told me, do not move forward with this broadcast until this call came. This was an appointment for Howard today with Jesus. So let's pray for him. Please. Lord, I lift my hand in faith to you for my dear brother Howard. And I ask now that your Holy Spirit would come into his life I stand by faith that a change is happening right now in his mind and in his heart, that he will no longer belong to the devil, that he will belong to you, Jesus Christ. I ask that you come and collect him now. I ask that you come and take possession of him now. I ask, Jesus, that you would come and every area of sin and darkness you would convict him of and cause him to cast it aside like a minstrel cloth. Lord, I ask that he would be done with the the wickedness of the world, with the mess. Lord, I ask that he would be made clean today by the precious blood, Jesus, that you shed on Calvary. Lord, I, I ask for my dear brother a transformation now. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come into Howard's life right now? Would you begin to change his inner being? Lord, we and all of us who are now praying for Howard, we claim him for the kingdom of Jesus Christ and not the kingdom of darkness. Lord, give him eyes to see. Give him ears to hear. And let the transformation take place now in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you forgive him for his sins? Would you wipe away his transgressions? Would you establish him today in righteousness, in purity, in holiness? Would you make him into a new creature? In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Howard, I urge you, there are some actions you need to take. Yes. If you're watching television, turn it off. It'll cause your mind to be closed to the Holy Spirit. If you're listening all the time to the radio, turn it off. 
You need your mind to be given now entirely to the Holy Spirit so that he can speak to you and now begin to devour the scriptures. Read the scriptures. Yes, okay. And earnestly pray and say, Lord, you did something in me today. And I stand by faith that you will bring it to pass fully in my life. And Howard, he will do it for you. He is no respecter of persons. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Okay. All right, my brother? Yes. I love you. Thank you for calling and being so honest. You're welcome. God bless you. Stay in touch. I'll come visit the church. Please. Yes. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. I'll be praying for you every day. I will not forget you, Howard. Okay. All right? And and feel free to call back on this broadcast. Even if I haven't opened the phone lines, you have the number now. Call back and say, I need Pastor to pray for me. Howard, I'll pray for you every day if I need to. Okay. All right? All right. All right. God bless you, my brother. You're welcome. Bye. Now, Mr. Producer, are there any other calls? I'm not surprised. The Lord told me one. (laughs) Howard was the one. But if any of you still want to get in on this, you're welcome to call. I'm not going to wait for you, though. The Lord told me to wait for Howard. So if you want in, you've got to be aggressive and you've got to call right now, 877-534-0780. And if you call right now, my dear producer Kevin, brother Kevin, he'll tell me your call's coming in and I'll wait for you. Otherwise, I'm not going to wait. 877-534-0780. Any calls, Brother Kevin? All right. Let's move forward. Luke, 13th chapter. You must enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter, but will not be able to. From the time the master of the house may be roused up and may shut the door and you may begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying Lord, Lord, open for us and having answered he will say to you I do not recognize you where you are from and then you will begin to say we ate and drank in your presence you taught in our streets but he will say I tell you I do not recognize you where you are from You must depart from me, all workers of unrighteousness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What's he saying? That there is a time limit for you to come and get serious with Jesus. There will come a time when you will want to get serious with Jesus, but it will not be today. And today is the day of salvation. And you've been putting off and putting off and putting off. 
turning from your sin and getting serious with Jesus. He's saying the day will come when you finally say, okay, today I'm going to go to Jesus. And Jesus will say to you, I'm sorry, it's too late. You missed it. It's over. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth on your part, and you will be cast into the fires of hell. And you'll say, but but Jesus, I attended church every Sunday. Oh, yes, you did, didn't you? But I don't know you because you never were crucified with me. You never were willing to put your feet under my table and feast on my body and my blood. You were never willing to get serious with me. You blew in and out of church as you chose to. You had your religious rituals you went through, but you never knew me, and I never knew you. Now depart from me, and the angels will pick you up and carry you and cast you into the fires of hell. I don't know about you, but that's terrifying for me. I don't want that to happen to you or to me. But Jesus is saying, all workers of unrighteousness, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And you'll be thrown out. And then Jesus begins to weep over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is Luke thirteen thirty-four. The one killing the prophets and stoning the ones having been sent to her. How many times I willed to gather your children as a hen gathers her own brood under her wings. But you willed not. How many times Jesus has made his appeal to you to leave religion and come to him. And you would not. He says, pay attention. Your house is being left to you desolate. In fact, I say to you, you may by no means see me until it will come when you may say, having been blessed, is the one coming in the name of the Lord. In other words, the second coming of Jesus. And then he'll say, depart from me, I don't know you. And I stood at the weeping wail, the wailing wall in Jerusalem, and I saw those huge stones, and I wept at the wall as I put both hands against it. And I said, Oh, Jesus, you saw the destruction of Jerusalem by Titus. You saw that for the next 500 years, Jews would not be allowed to enter Jerusalem again. You have seen all of the tribulation that they have suffered, the Holocaust and many other bitter attacks. I said, you see the anti-Semitism that is beginning to fill Europe and even America, where your people are scorned and laughed at, derided, simply because they are Jewish. You saw all of this, Jesus, and you wept over them, and you said... 
How often I wish you would have let me gather you under my wings. Protection! But you would not have it. Jesus wants to gather you today. He wants to break the power of the law of sin and death. He wants to deliver you from the body of this death. He wants to make of you a new creature. He wants to make of you a victorious Christian who no longer walks in any known sin or rebellion against Jesus. He wants to bring such peace and joy into your heart. But first, there is the crucifixion you must go through. And please, may I say to you, the crucifixion does not happen quickly. The crucifixion takes time. And it's excruciatingly painful. Read carefully, and we'll go here later in the broadcast in the coming days, to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, where it talks about everyone that the Father accepts and loves, he scourges. We'll talk about that. It's very painful, though, because discipline brings a harvest of righteousness. And God is about setting us free from the law of sin and death so that we can walk under the power of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus where we are set free from the law of sin and death. Now, most of you have been taught that you cannot be delivered from the law of sin and death until you die. You were lied to. And may I be honest? I used to teach that. And it was an incredible revelation of grace and glory when I began to see what the real gospel is, the gospel of freedom in Jesus Christ, the gospel of peace, the gospel of righteousness, the gospel of innocence, where I can walk in joy and freedom, no longer caught going to places of wickedness, no longer acting in ways of destruction and death, no longer biting those I love, no longer having a wolf nature. Jesus wants to give us a lamb nature, not a wolf nature. My brother, my sister, have you been delivered from the law of sin and death? Do you believe it is possible to divorce the devil and say to him, I am done with you. Get out of my face. Get behind me, Satan. I'll have nothing more to do with you. My heart is for Jesus. Is that your testimony? Do you have victory today? Oh, Lord, I pray today now for every person who has listened to this broadcast. I know, Jesus, there are many who have gained the victory who walk in joy and peace. And Lord, I thank you for the way they support this ministry and how they encourage me with their letters, their text messages, their emails. Lord, I thank you for their encouragement that they stand and pray for the others. But Lord, I'm praying today for that large congregation of people who listen to this broadcast, who are still walking under the curse 
curse of the Garden of Eden, where the women are in subjection and where the men are walking in arrogance and sin before you? Lord, I am asking that your people could be set free from the law of sin and death and that the lies of cheap grace and the sinning Christian could be broken and that your people could be utterly set free today, that the mind of the flesh would be totally changed and we would be given the mind of the Spirit in life and in peace Lord, take the hatred from our hearts toward you and give us that mind, O Lord, that loves you and serves you and pours out our heart for you. Lord, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Now I invite you to come to the National Prayer Chapel. Come and visit us. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. There you'll find a, a map. You'll find all kinds of podcasts and videos that will help you in the journey. You'll also find a donate button. You can now contribute via a debit card or a credit card. Would you help support this ministry? Would you also write to me? You'll find that address also on the webpage. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm pouring out my heart for you. I'll talk to you soon.